Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have Frank Selby, not in studio, but he's with us in spirit and on the line. Uh, Frank has his and hers uh, fly shop, and um, Frank, I'm getting anxious. He, uh, Frank, Jenny, and myself are going down to my condo in Cabo San Lucas on the 28th, and I don't know if, uh, are you going to try and do any fly fishing down there, Frank? Yeah, I'm bringing two ten weights, one for you so you can hook a small <laughs> yellow tail. Okay, well, I don't think there's a lot of yellow tail down there right now, but uh, yeah. a Dorado. Well, we'll take, yeah. a, we'll take Dorado or small yellow fin tuna. Yeah, no, that sounds good. You you know what else is fun uh, down there if you just want to go fly fishing and you're not meat fishing is uh, uh, the Sierras and also uh, the ladyfish and needlefish. I mean, they're, they're junk fish, but, you know, when they're around, they fight like a son of a gun and fly out of the water. So if you just want to do it for fun, maybe we'll do some of that. Okay. And then uh, last week... When we had Minerva on, she said she was going to take us fishing. So I got to call her and find out if she was serious about that. And then I want to book uh, another super ponga. So we got to, as we've said many times, when you go fishing, um, especially when you you know go a distance, don't just go for one day because you never know. You should have been there the day before or the day after. Yeah, I'm always the day after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, um, we're going to have a great time. We're going to start off with, um, let's see, we have Kevin at Soft Science, which is my favorite footwear. And we'll talk a little bit about that and, you know, maybe some learn some things about, you know, footwear in general. And then we have one of the premier, uh, no, Frank Addington. How did you describe him? A One of the world's best trick bow shooters in the world, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, and wait till you hear some of the stories. Unbelievable. And it just, you know, and maybe he's going to give us some tips on, on how that works. But uh, he is an incredible. It's going to be fun. We're going to spend two segments with him. You are listening to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. We're going to be right back. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen as much as you want. your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, Aftco makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says Aftco, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through Aftco. Longest-lasting, functional, and best-looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for Aftco at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you'll want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have, uh, of course, Frank, our co-host today, uh, from his and her fly shop. And then we have Kevin from, well, he's, uh, I guess he's the proprietor of uh, Soft Science, which uh, manufactures footwear. And, you know, this is not an infomercial, but I believe in this so strong. I'd like to bring him on. Uh, Matter of fact, the pair that I'm wearing right now, I don't think I've taken off. I've taken them off in the last two months. So I should probably throw them in the washer and freshen them up a little bit, you think? (laughs) That's probably a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, uh, you know, maybe you can give us some tips, not just on soft science. But, you know, in the uh, the commercial that we've got running for you, you know, it says, uh, um, you know, happy feet <laughs> are a good thing to have. And those shoes make happy feet. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But, uh, well, and, and, yeah. and, and the one thing about uh, about your feet, if your feet are comfortable, it translates all the way up to your ankles, knees and hips. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the so the big thing about our, our material uh, is the fact that, that, that with the testing we have done in uh, the podiatry sector is that there's no pressure points on your foot. And so mm-hmm. that's why our materials, the company actually started in making shoes for people that had plantar fasciitis. And with diabetic foot problems and other types of foot problems, and then we uh, we used that technology and evolved it into um, shoes that uh, that that basically are very supportive, very comfortable for any type of outdoor pursuits. And we do have a, a shoes, and I hope you take them down uh, fishing with you. We do have a terrafin boot. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, I've got, a, I've got I've got to get an order in to take some samples down. 
Absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. I'll, I'll, we'll see if I, see if, I'll see if I can trade some shoes for uh, fishing. <laughs> there you go. That'd be good. Yeah. But uh, but one of the things that we found, especially in the fishing sector category, is that people stand for long periods of time. And, and one of the things that, that happens when you stand is there's pressure points that form on the underside of your foot. And that's what causes pain. And uh, and and when you stand barefoot, you know obviously that pain's really realizable because yeah. there's nothing that to take it away. Whereas our material, which is uh, 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 called Trillion, mm-hmm. and we're the only ones that use Trillion. It's it's a kind of our our. Uh, herbs and spices, special herbs and spices. Uh, nobody else uses this in the world, and it is the most comfortable material because it it doesn't necessarily conform to your foot like a lot of materials do. When when uh, you you put your foot into it, it it kind of uh, you know forms around your foot. Mm-hmm. Our material comes up and meets the foot, and it really does. Um, it, it defines, I guess, the layers underneath the foot, and that's why uh, many people say uh, as you. You were saying that they're the most comfortable shoes they've ever put on. They've never taken them off. We're a young company. Uh, we, you know, and and uh, and we're really starting to win the, this uh, battle of the feet. Uh, one <laughs> one pair feet, of shoes yeah. at a, one pair of shoes at a time. Yeah. Well, it's, I'll, I'll give a quick tip. Something I learned the hard way is that when you're on a boat, you know, if you're, you know, you're not really comfortable in the shoes that you're wearing, and you take them off, don't ever do that. I mean, you can. Yeah. There's so many bad things that can happen if you got bare feet. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you, well, you and, slip, and, you slip, and split, and break a toe, or step on a hook, or whatever it is. To, you know, don't do that. If you got really comfortable shoes, there's no reason to take them off. Well, and and, and the, the other thing to keep in mind is that uh, the fiberglass on a boat uh, can get very slick, and if mm-hmm. you, and different materials, you, you can lose your footing. Uh, it, it's uncomfortable. You can mark the boat. Ours is a is a, a closed foam polymer, so there's no no mold or material that'll grow on the shoe, which is great. Which means that when you're done, it's going to dry really fast. We use a mesh material that allows it to dry fast, and we have water drains in it that allow mm-hmm. the water to drain quickly away from the, from your foot and keeping your foot, you know, uh, uh, free from the water, uh, you know, and draining well, it know, fast is one of the keys to uh, being a comfortable shoe. Kevin, something that I've noticed is pretty strange is that when it's cold, they keep your feet warm. When it's hot, they keep your feet cool. I don't understand how that works. Well, it's, it, it, our, the material Trillion, one of the, the side, what I'd say the side benefits of it, we didn't necessarily uh, design it with this in, in play, but it's, it's, it's a BTU resistant. So it actually reflects the heat or the cool coolness that is put up against it, which is why you can have boiling water on one side of it and, you know, hot, hot or, or cold frozen water on the other side, and they don't meet in the middle, but they reflect back to each other. So, if your if your foot's cool, it's going to stay cool. If you're if you're out duck hunting and you want to put, mm-hmm. you know, and you're and you're wearing the shoes uh, or the waiter boots to mm-hmm. duck hunt, yeah. it, it'll keep your feet. It'll, it, and that's one of the things I've noticed is that uh, my feet. I've always had cold feet when I'm out uh, yeah. in waders, and by having uh, our waiter boots on, I never have the cold foot problem. It works. It works really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a real, a real quick story. I remember some years ago I was down on a panga, and the pangarino, the captain, um, he was not. He, well, he didn't speak any English, but you know he was not a really big guy, but he's pretty stocky, and he didn't have any shoes on, and apparently he'd never worn a pair of shoes in his life because his, <laughs> his feet were as wide as they were long. 
it was amazing. Wow. It laid like wow. duck, duck feet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, apparently, apparently that can happen if you never wear shoes at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess with no support, it mm. just kind of flattens out there. But the nice thing about our shoes is they, 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 are, they are a little bit wider, which is great. It, it, and we did that specifically because the podiatrist uh, recommended as we were designing shoes with them that they make them a little bit wider because your foot wants to spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And some of the some of the shoes that are very narrow <clears throat> can find the foot can find the foot and push the bones of the foot together. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they but, but we do sell shoes in whole sizes, which is which is um, you know if you're a twelve and a half or whatever, you move up a little bit, which also gives you a little bit more room uh, in 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 that in that shoe. So people with wider feet absolutely love our shoes, and, mm-hmm. and it tends to happen that a lot of people with bigger and wider feet just happen to be the ones that have a lot of foot problems yeah. uh, as well. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if there's any tips now other than soft science. Uh, you, you know, if you're wearing, I don't know, Oxfords or you know, or you know, hunting boots or you know, deck sh- or deck boots or whatever it is. Um, I'm wondering if there's any any tips that you can give on what you should be wearing. Well, it, it, it really depends on what you're going to do. So if you're going to fly fish and you're going to be in a stream or out on the salt flats, uh, one of the things that, that we hear a lot of is you want to keep the debris out of your shoe. And a lot of times the wader boots, they don't have uh, um, kind of enough of a guard, if you will, to keep the sand out and to keep the rocks out and stuff. So you want to keep the foot protected. Uh, the other thing is you were saying in a boat, you want a shoe that does have some type of protection that comes up and around uh, in front of the toe and then back of the heel and stuff because when you're on a boat, you, you never know what you're going to step on a hook. The boat's going to pitch or roll one way or the other. You're going to stub your toe or something like that. And so you want to have something that, that, that is non-slip, and then you want to protect the foot uh, a fair amount because one of the things that, that um, we have really focused on is keeping people fishing longer and uh and and if your feet are killing you and which translates into back problems and knee problems and stuff like that you're not going to fish nearly as long and some of the some of the folks who endorse our shoes like hank parker and jimmy houston and stuff i I get just rave reviews from them about how they were out in their uh you know in their in their shoes they were fishing all day. They, you know, didn't have to take too many breaks. It just enabled them to fish longer and catch mm-hmm. more fish. Well, you and, do, and that's what it's all you, about. You, you do have quite an array, and I would recommend somebody go to the website and take a look around because, you know, they're for what you get, they're very inexpensive. They're not like these designer tennis shoes or something. These shoes are, right. you know, that you can get a you can get a pair for like thirty bucks, especially if you take advantage of the sales. Yeah, our most but, expensive yeah. pair of shoes is only eighty nine dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we keep everything under. Hundred dollars. We think mm-hmm. it's. Uh, we think our materials and, and our materials package is what makes the difference in mm-hmm. our shoes. And and so by having uh, you know an affordable shoe, it's not, you, you know, and, and okay. with our material, you're going to get a comfortable uh, shoe, Kev- and you're not going to break the. Bank. Kevin, let's give out the website a couple times because we're about out. Sure, it's uh, Soft Science. S O F T Science. SoftScience.com. Oh, that's easy. And enough. Uh, yeah, easy okay. enough there. And uh, yeah, just go uh, go go, go, go check it out. And I, I've got more questions about some of the other different shoes that you have that I want to take down there. But uh, we're going to have to left to let you go. Go to SoftScience. SoftScience.com? Dot com. Yes, sir. Oh, SoftScience.com. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kevin. You're listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. All righty, buddy. Time to head back to the barn. You too, Murphy. 
The best wind shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizzgear.com. That's support at thegrizzgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have Frank Selby on the line with us. And in a couple of minutes, we're going to have a very, very, very special guest coming on. But uh, we just got, uh, we're talking to uh, Kevin at Soft Science. And, you know, I feel so strongly about it. You know, I've got a couple of pair, but I think the pair that I'm wearing right now. I should probably throw them in the washer. I don't think I've taken them off in, in about six weeks or two months. And, you know, <laughs> and they, they really don't stink that bad. <laughs> but it uh, wouldn't be a bad idea because they're easy to wash. You just take the insert out and throw them in the washing machine. Uh, spray some, um, like to spray some, some kind of a cleaner on it first and then just wash them and they work out great. 
I liked his uh, I liked his point about it. They're a little wider because my toes always oh, get yeah. forced together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The front part of my foot is wider than the back part oh. by a lot more. <laughs> Well, it, yeah, but they're they are wider and they get a bit bigger, but they're not sloppy. You know, your feet yeah. don't, don't you know slop around in them. Well, but, if you uh, recommend them, I am highly well, going to trust. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I've given some away, and I have multiple people that went off and bought some more on their own. And uh, I think for the last Christmas, a friend of mine bought like a dozen pairs to give to everybody. But uh, um, you know, they just. You know, they, they are, you know, what you expect them to be. You won't be disappointed, I'll guarantee it. And those uh, waiters, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Those are those are pretty new. Yeah. Uh, the price point is perfect. Mm-hmm. Are you okay to talk? Yeah, so you can, you, know, you can use them for, you know, deck shoes or, you know, stream fishing or whatever it is. And, uh, hey, you know what? Um... Frank, I think we yep. have. I think we have Frank. Would you do me a favor and introduce Frank Addington? Yes. Tell me when. Right now, he's on the line. Frank Addington, my favorite bow hunter and trick shooter. I'd like to introduce you to John. Say hi, John. Hi, Frank. Howdy, guys. You, and uh, boy, I like that accent. Where are you, where are y'all from? I live in uh, twenty three miles west of the great city of San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> Never would have guessed. <laughs> yeah. that, hey, Frank, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing a lot better. My ribs are doing a lot better. I'll be good enough to be able to pull a few nice fish in. How's hunting uh, the wild boar? Do you want to give us some tips on your wild boar in your part of the woods? You know, I haven't had time to hunt any of those rascals. I, I, I did a whitetail hunt on King Ranch a few years ago, and I saw a lot of javelina. But I'm just now, I'm hoping to have time later this year to do some hog hunting. I, I can't tell you this year about any hunting. I've been doing so many shows, <laughs> I haven't taken time to hunt yet. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, it's it sounds yeah you can do it, but it sounds a little a uh, little scary. Uh, if you've got a two hundred pound uh, wild pig, and you better make sure you get it right the first time. You know, my seventy three year old mother has taken twenty black bear with a forty five pound bow. She's, uh, <laughs> no way. She took a, about a four hundred pound bear on her uh, at her seventy second birthday. Uh, last year up in New Brunswick, Canada. Wow. And, and Ted Nugent was in camp with them, and uh, he calls Mom the bear-whacking woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, well, give us, first of all, let's talk a little bit about more about you. And I've, I've heard that Frank was telling me stories, and I go, no way. Uh, Frank, can you uh, describe a little bit of some of the things that uh, that Frank does, especially when he's doing demonstrations? Yeah, he takes a bow behind his back. Somebody throws an aspirin and it explodes in the air with the arrow. <laughs> Baby aspirin. That's that's impossible. No, it is. And then he can take three arrows behind his back and pop three balloons with one pull. Oh. Am I lying? 
Frank's? Well, you know, Frank, we're even doing three baby aspirin with three errors now. You've got to do that. <laughs> that's a little hard to believe. I'll have to make the next show. But it's, you know, that's the one where the thrower makes the shot because if those pills leave about a quarter size pattern, I'm going to miss. And, and you know, you guys are skeet shooters, I would assume, and I'm not shooting at all three pills. My eye is following the top pill, and I'm shooting one arrow into the top pill. The other two arrows and the other two aspirin are collateral damage. I'm not good enough to say this arrow goes in that pill, this arrow goes in that pill. I'm watching one pill with one arrow. Well, but, but I have done that shot many, many times. Well, it, it, I'm curious because normally when you, you know, you're using a rifle or a or bow and arrow, a lot of you know the compound bows and stuff have even have sights on them. But you can't do that with what you do. I mean, you can't sight in a pill and, and pull a trigger. Um, so how does, how does that work? Well, it's it's instinctive shooting, and you know, all of us have some degree of instinctive ability. And when you think about it, uh, you you guys, if you watch college football or NFL football, that quarterback doesn't have a sight on that ball. And he's using his peripheral vision, and he's watching the linemen, he's watching his the guys defending him, he's watching his receivers, he's watching a lot of things. And he's got to get that, that projectile, the ball, into a guy's hand down the field. And he simply... He's watching, he's not looking at the ball and aiming, he's watching the thrower, and he puts that ball through muscle memory into that receiver's hand. That's the same way I shoot a bow. I don't look at the bow or the arrows. I look at my target, and it's called target acquisition. I, my eye acquires the target, whether that's a turkey, a deer, an aspirin, and when my eye acquires the target, then I put an arrow headed toward that target. I don't look at the weapon at all, and it's just through repetitive shooting. I'm 50 years old, and I've been shooting 46 years now, <laughs> and I've been, been on the road 32 years. Wow. How many hours a day did you practice when you were your son's age? Uh, Frank, three hours a day, minimum, two to three hours every day. I didn't skip every a day. day. I remember um, the day your son, we were at Cal Powell. And we became the best of friends. You were waiting for him to be born. Yes. Remember that? Was, he kept jumping every time the phone rang around us. You had jumped. Yeah, he was uh, He was born in 2006, and it, it wasn't until August. But, but when I was out there, I was a nervous wreck because, um, but, you know, I had him shooting, Frank. His name's Gus. He's 11 now, by the way. I know I, I had him shooting at 18 months old, <laughs> and he has shot here in Texas. He's shot for, uh, he's had the governor of the state front row at one of his shows, and he came out and he hit every target the first shot. Gus is a pretty good shooter. Your father was that way? Was your grandfather that way? Do we have four generations or three generations with both? Well, my, 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 I was raised, before we moved to Texas, I was raised in West Virginia, and my my family were all uh, mountain people. You know, they were up in the mountains of West Virginia, and back then, some of the hunting wasn't always uh, for sport. I mean, that's how they fed families back in mm -hmm. the early days. And so my great-grandfather 
was quite a hunter, and he was also a moonshiner. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so he was, you know, kind of a rough cut guy. And then my grandfather followed him into the timber business, and my grandfather was a good shot with a rifle. He never fooled with archery. My dad got into archery. Mom was uh, 13, and my dad was 15. They were dating, and my mom ordered dad his first bow. Hmm. And a J.C. Penney catalog, and well, uh, we we still have that bow on the wall. Okay, Frank. One quick question. We're going to keep you over to the next segment, but what type of a bow do you use? I shoot a Hoyt recurve bow. And can you explain what that means? Well, the recurve bow is this type bow they use in the Olympics. It doesn't have the wheels and the pulleys and the cables. It it uh, simply it's the limbs and the riser and the string. It's a very simple design. So it, the limbs it, have the curve on it. So it's kind of parabolic, but the at the top it, cur- it curves back out again to give you a little bit of extra spring? Yeah, it's got the recurves. Now, the longbow, you know, like the English use, that was the straight piece of wood. And I also have shot longbows, but my favorite bow I use in my shows is the recurve bow. Mm-hmm. And it's called a takedown recurve, so it will actually come apart. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, okay. So you can, how, how, about, how long is it? Well, it's 72 inches when it's all together, but it oh. breaks apart into like three equal, you know, probably 27-inch wow. deals. So, mm-hmm. so you've you transport got, it, yeah. Well, I transport two. Two go per case. So usually when I go to a show, I have two bows with me. Mm-hmm. And what about the arrows? What do you use? I use it. It's an aluminum carbon composite arrow, the material, and it's a very expensive arrow shaft, but, man, they're so accurate. Yeah, okay. And, and uh, they're, they're about... 30 inches long. Whoa. Well, we're, uh, again, we're getting close on time, but before we come to take a break, um, is, uh, what, what is what is a website people can find out about you? I'll just go to frankaddingtonjr.com. And Addington is, uh, I misspelled it the first time, it's A-D-D-I-N-G-T-O-N, right? Yes, sir. Frankaddington.com. And you got some really exciting stuff on there. But don't go too far because we're going to come back and maybe we'll talk a little bit about hunting and get some tips from you. Uh, Thank you. You you are listening to Fish Talk Hunt Radio. And we'll be right back. Go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to the show as many times as you want. It's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento. Hard to pronounce, easy to find, to rest and relax this fall and winter season. Cast your line, sit back, breathe in the crisp air, and catch a fish. The resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more, modular cabins that sleep up to eight, all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake. Self-contained RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NacimentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E-N-T-O Resort.com. 
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have a couple of very, very interesting people with us today. We have Frank Selby that operates his and hers fly shops, but he's he's a lot more than that. And we have, um, you know, it's almost hard to believe, uh, Frank Addington, who is known as the, the, the Aspirin Buster. Is that your nickname? Some people call me that, yes, sir. But, uh, you know, but shooting behind your back, someone throws an aspirin up in the air, a baby aspirin up in the air, and, and you whack it with an arrow. I mean, that's just, anyway, and you were mentioning that the way that you do that is practice, 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 because you cannot, you cannot aim at it. You just have to look at it and let your muscles, you know, know what they have to do. Yeah, the, the human brain is amazing. If we, I tell kids at my shows all the time, the brain's the greatest computer ever designed, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, important to keep that computer clean of drugs and all that that'll jam it up. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm 50 years old and I've never smoked, snorted, sniffed, inhaled, exhaled, or shot any kind of <laughs> illegal drug. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm pure proof that you can grow up and be yeah. drug free and happy. Yeah, and. Uh... Um, yeah, and, and have a sharp mind. Um, 
well, I wish I was the same way. I think it was, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is when I grew up. But <laughs> <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we've been talking about the trick shooting and, and what you do, but uh, I'm sure that you use that bow and arrow for more than just uh, shooting aspirin out of the air. Oh, yes. I like to bow hunt, and, um, you know, the the thrill of seeing my little boy shoot Gus is just incredible and my you know my mom and dad are both still into bow hunting and it's kind of a family deal with us I've got a five-year-old that's ready to start now and um, it's been a very great sport for me it's archery is a sport you can do year-round you can of course hunt during the hunting season there's indoor shooting in the winter there's field shooting in the summer competitive shooting and then of course you know, I do a lot of exhibition shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm curious. Um, can you shoot uh, um, um, winged game with an arrow? Oh, yeah, of course you can. When they're in the air. Yeah, you uh, You know, I know people that make a, make a big time out of bird hunting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know, you know, if a turkey's on the ground, I can see you can sneak it up on that. But, you know, when a bird takes off and you pull back and and knock it down, that's that that cannot be easy to do. Well, you know, again, it goes really back to instinctive hot. shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking at what you're watching your target. Mm-hmm. And the... Uh, and so you can do pretty much anything you can do with, you know, with a, let's say, something that explodes and shapes a projectile. But uh, what, what's the what's range on a bow for killing? Um, hunting, I, I limit myself to close range because instinctive shooting by its very nature is a short-range method of shooting. And I'm talking about 35 yards or closer for mm-hmm. me. Now, my father is accurate. And in his younger days, he was accurate to 100 yards with a bow. Wow. Um, but he shot extremely heavy weight. He shot about a 90-pound bow. And so he was able to stretch his shots out a little further. But mm-hmm. the typical bow hunter, you know, I would say 30 to 40 yards mm-hmm. would be max. Well, did you ever use, or, and what do you think about a compound bow? I hunt with a compound, yeah. I, I shoot it instinctive. I don't have a sight or aiming device on it, mm-hmm. but I do sometimes hunt with a compound, and I, I use it the same way as the recurve. I just pull it and draw and look at my target. I don't use a sight. Mm-hmm. If you've got listeners that want to uh, have some backyard practice techniques, one of the things I like to do when I'm teaching someone is take an air shaft and stick it in the bale of hay, tie, an, tie a string to the end of the arrow, and swing a tennis ball from that era, and then I randomly throw four or five arrows into the uh, surrounding area there, and they walk to the first era, spin and shoot at the tennis ball, walk to the next era, spin and shoot at the tennis ball, and that's teaching them to focus and quickly assess how far they are from that ball, Mm -hmm. because an instinctive shooter, I don't need to know, but the guys with sights or the gals have to be able to guesstimate that they're 25 or 30 or 40 yards from yeah. their target. Well, the other thing is if you're using a compound bow, you you know, you got to sight it in. Where, you know, what you do is you just you just go blink, blink, and, and let it go. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, instinctive shooting is not ideal. I, I, I all the time tell people, you know, if you're not going to put the time in, 
you're better off not to try instinctive to go ahead and shoot with a sight mm-hmm. and a release because, you know, you can take a sight and a release and get a bow sighted in pretty close uh, 20 yards within 30 minutes. So, you know, and then at least you know you're going to get your game. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to master instinctive shooting so that you can go hunting with a bow without sights. Mm-hmm. I got one question for you, Frank. What was yes, the first sir, bow you used? Sir? What was the first bow you used? The first bow I ever had was a cheap fiberglass little bear bow. You know, Fred Fred Bear was a friend of our family, and I thought Fred Bear hung the moon. He was kind of the Babe Ruth of archery. He was the biggest name in the modern bow hunting. And I used a little cheap fiberglass bow. And, uh, Green that was and 1971. white. That was 1971, Frank. Green and white, right? What's that? It was a green and white fiberglass. Uh, mine was a golden, like a tan. But yeah, they made a green one. You're right. Yeah. I shot that, and I my first bow was a, a Blackhawk, sixty-five pound. Wow. But we were hunting Russian boar and uh, California wild boar. Mm-hmm. Now, just a quick question: If you're if you want to go out and uh, you think you've got the skills and you're stupid enough to try it uh, for wild boar hunting. Uh, if if it's facing you, then there's then the, the bow's not going to work, is it? Uh, you can, but I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I like most of the, most of the game that we shoot. Like my mother, I told you, harvested twenty bear, and some of those bear were big, big bear, and she was shooting completely through them. But she was shooting when they were they were sideways, and she was shooting through both lungs. Mm. So instead of the heart, we tend to go towards the lungs uh, for a quicker, I think it's a quicker uh, harvest on the animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pop those two lungs, the animal's not going to go any any distance at all. Yeah. Yeah. So you always prefer that side, you know, shooting at the animal with its side mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Well, as a, for, as a, go ahead. Frank, do you, uh, they still have the pheasant arrows with all the fluff on the back? Yeah, they, they, they the flu-flus or the regular yeah. hunting arrows? The hunting arrows. They still, some people, some of the older style folks still use the feathers. Most, most of the new guys and gals use plastic veins, but um, there are still some people that are loyal to their feathers. The only problem with feathers is if they get wet, the air isn't going to fly the same as when it's dry. I know that from early morning pheasant hunting. There was a guy over on Baker who used to make the wood shaft with the fluff of feathers, and you got one shot in the morning, and you stuck it back in the quiver for about four hours. Yeah, that was a flu-flu if it had those... Feathers that spin on the back. That was a yeah. Well, what about what about the other what about the other end of the arrow, the 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 blades? But what do you use? I I shoot a, a broadhead called a muzzy. It's a razor head, mm-hmm. and um, and how wide is that? You know, I don't I don't have 
that I don't quarter. have memorized. I think it's three quarters of an inch, isn't it? But, well, the one I shoot, I and I don't know this. I'm on Muzzy's Pro Staff, but I don't know the actual width of those blades. I should have looked that up for you. Well, we'll do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't got to hunt in. It's been over a year since I've had any hunting, so I'm well. Give us hoping. give us a couple of tips. We have got about uh, just a, a short time left, but the different types of tips, you know, whether you're target shooting or you're hunting, or you got a you know a um, you know cutting tip, or either, or one just for penetration. Well, are you talking about practice tips or talk about well, the, the tips? different the different types? Well, you've got a field tip, which is your lead tip that you practice with. Mm-hmm. And then there's new tips on the market called expandable heads, and they are folded up, and they don't open until impact. Oh. So it flies. Instead of those airplane wings, the blades oh. are kind of like airplane wings, so you got to kind of yeah. fight in a broadhead. Right. But those expandables don't open until they hit the game. Yeah. Now, I personally okay. I personally prefer a fixed blade mm-hmm. myself, but, but my dad and I know how to yeah. tune the bow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for a solid, you know, solid well, the, blade. Yeah, if you get something that looks like wings, that would change the aerodynamics and maybe the make it look more difficult to follow the straight path. But uh, anyway, we're going to have to wrap this one up. Now, um, I didn't ask you that before, uh, Frank Addington, but we have another segment that's only about three and a half, four minutes. Do you have the time to hang around? Sure. I've got a few oh, more right. minutes. Okay. But- all right. Well, we'll see if we can wrap it up and find out what questions have not yet been answered. But you are listening to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. You can go to fishtalkradio.com and go on the website. On the front page is today's uh, show, and you can they're all archived. You can go back as far as you want. So we would appreciate you doing that. And uh, if there's anything you want from us or any questions, uh, you know, just, uh, just let us know. This is John at fishtalkradio.com. Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and with us is Frank Selby from His and Her's Tackle Shops. And we have the world's foremost trick bowman, I guess. Is that, is that the right word? A trick shooter. That is, you know, the stories, I believe it, but it's very, very hard to believe. I mean, just uh, behind your back, pull an arrow back. And have someone throw a baby aspirin in the air and, and, and you whack it. That doesn't even seem possible. But he does it, on, you know, like 99 out of 100 times. But um, anyway, we're back with Frank and Frank. So um, I don't know. Where were we, Frank? We were Somebody? talking about bow hunting for uh, carp and fish hunting with a bow. Oh, okay. A little bit. Okay. Frank doesn't do much of that. I used to do it when we got paid at Big Barrel Lake. 50 cents a fish and yeah. if anybody's out there remembers that I'm I'm telling you you're getting too old yeah. <laughs> you know something we but haven't Frank, talked about guys I got a Is good a quick, question maybe. yeah Frank what would be the perfect age to start your son or daughter bow shooting hmm. I, I started Gus Could you hear that? 18 months yeah I started my son Gus at 18 months now 18 months I've got my hand holding the bow. I've got the other hand looped around him. And my hand is not only holding the bow, my other hand is actually pulling the string and controlling it. But I'm letting him put his fingers on the string so that he feels what's going on. And then I say, okay, Gus, let go. He would let go. I would look to make sure he was clear. Then I would let go. So I'm actually controlling the shot. And then at about... 
two or three months later, he would be drawing the string by himself, but I still would have my other hand on the bow, controlling mm-hmm. where the arrow went. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I let just I didn't touch the bow at all, and he was doing it all. I mean, it, it seemed like a sad day for me because he didn't <laughs> need that anymore. Yeah. But uh, th- that was he was about 22, 23 months old wow. when he was shooting on his own. Um, I started at four years old. But the important thing is, go to a pro shop, get them tested their eye dominancy, right, right eye, left eye, and then get them set up properly. And uh, now we've got a, my my youngest son is just now ready to shoot. He's five. He wasn't ready at eighteen months. He just wasn't ready. He's now interested, and I don't push him. I let them kind of come to me and say, "Hey, I want to try it," and that's. That's the way I, you know, I get them to do it because if you push it on them, they're not going to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing we didn't talk about in the interview today is the importance of equipment maintenance. Oh yeah, especially especially these people that travel all over the United States on a big game hunt, and you go on an eight or ten thousand dollar hunt. It would make sense to me that you a take two bows, and b that you have some knowledge of how to tune a bow how to change a string if you need to, um, where your bow is tuned, what extra parts you need. There's all kinds of equipment maintenance you need to be able to mm-hmm. be aware of and do in the field. Good point. Good point. Okay. Well, we are going to have to wrap it up here in, in a little bit, but uh, I just want to say you know, thanks to both of you, and, uh, and especially Frank Addington. And it is uh, frankaddington.com, right? FrankAddingtonJr.com. And you go to that website and you can see what a good-looking guy he is and, and stuff that he does and some videos. Absolutely incredible. It's, you know, it, it's, I believe it, but it's unbelievable. Well, the other thing I want to tell you guys, you need to have your young people meet Frank Selby because that guy has a passion for fly fishing, and he is the best. Okay. Not just because he's my friend. I believe that. Well, we're going to go down to uh, Cabo at the end of the month, and he's taking a fly rod for me, so we'll see how that works out. Well, he's the master. Okay. Be great. My sister said to tell you hi when she heard that you were going to be on. You were, She said you only chipped the first one, and you weren't happy, so you made him throw a second one. Uh, okay. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and we have on the line with us our co-host uh, Frank Sully from His and His Tackle Shops. And uh, while we were just uh, off the air for a minute, we were talking about uh, we're going down to Cabo at the end of the month, and I was asking him about uh, fly fishing. And um, we have coming up a little bit later in the show, very, very soon, is... Uh, the the person that is basically in charge of uh, uh, Berkeley fishing lines, and he'd sent us some line, and I was talking to uh, uh, to Frank about it, about what he uses on his line uh, for fishing, and you know what he's going to take to Cabo, and I go, what? Are you kidding me? Um, what did you say? Uh, you use five hundred yards of what? 
of a 120-pound test. Wow, and that's and, microfiber. Otherwise, it yeah. wouldn't fit on the reel. That's that's right. And then I have a shooting head on top of that. Yeah, and the reel is the biggest able reel they wow. make. <laughs> Actually, I have two of them. Right. Well, you know, normally, you know, the whole point of fishing is that uh, is is the tippet. You know, that's how you get the line class. Uh, what size tippet do you put on there? I usually will use eighty on that. Because I'll tell you, only one time do you ever want to hook a fish 300 pounds and try to fight it for 11 hours. Uh, well, I don't think I'd want to get a 300-pound fish on a fly rod. As I've, uh, you know, I've, I've hooked into some big ones, and even if you've got conventional tackle with the two-speed reel, uh, it's a lot of work. But uh, we'll see. And then you've got some flies that are going to work for us? Oh, yes, I've got a lot of flies, and I have a bunch of different flies that I've designed over the last 50 years wow. for salt water. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, it does work. Now, um, I don't know if we have time to maybe we'll talk about it in, in when, a little bit later in the show about the method, because you're, you're not supposed to troll a fly line. But you can be under power, hit, um, take it out of gear, and then throw it out while you're still moving. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But right now, we're going to take a real quick break, and we're going to be coming back with Mark Lassane, editor of the uh, Mass Angler Magazine. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. Lake Cabot won seventh place in America's top 100 family-friendly places to boat and fish. The lake is in the Bay Area, only 45 minutes away from San Francisco. This scenic destination boasts over a dozen hiking and biking trails, trophy-sized fish, boat rentals, Bay Area kayak tours, and a picturesque eating area at the surprisingly delicious cafe. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. Visit LakeCabotRecreation.com for information. That's LakeCabotRecreation.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have the pleasure with this. Of course, we got Frank Selby with his and hers fly shop. And we also have the editor of the Bass Angler magazine, Mark Lassane. And he is also, I guess you would call it a professional, or I don't know if there's such a thing as a pro, semi-pro, or, or you know, what, what the terminology is. But he's got a whole bunch of those stickers that he wears on his jacket. <laughs> well, I call it a pro, pro okay. angler. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, anyway, you're up at Bass Lake right now in California, north of San Francisco. Clear, clear Lake. It, oh, Clear Lake. That's right. Clear Lake. And again, we're just talking on. Clear Lake looking for bass. I don't know why they call it Clear Lake because it's not. But with all that growth in the water, um, it sure grows some big bass. Yeah, they do. I mean, there's there's some big ones here. So we're still looking for them today. I'm pretty proud of big ones today. Mm-hmm. But we're uh, we're hunting around, practicing for a tournament. Well, do you have a team member? Uh, for this one, I do. Yeah, my friend Jody. Mm-hmm. And just out of curiosity, when you're when you're in a tournament, is it uh, the boat or per person? It's it's the boat that you weigh in, right? So you get you get well, to weigh in five. And it depends on the tournament. So this tournament is a team tournament where two guys are fishing for one limit of bass. Okay. And then uh, so a couple weeks ago I fished the FLW where it's two guys are fishing for two limits of bass. Oh, I see. And the pro, you know, the pro fishes in the front and he catches his own fish. And, uh, and the co-angler, amateur, uh, non-boater, however terminology you want to use, for the guy in the back, he catches his own fish and then and he competes against all the other non-boaters. Oh, I see. So it's kind of two two separate tournaments in one, you might say. Mm-hmm. And uh, just out of curiosity, what kind of prize money do these things pay? Um, this one will probably be three or four thousand dollars. FLW was, I think, it was thirty-seven thousand that paid. I got a check. I just didn't quite make that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as you pay for your gas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So last the last two tournaments up here, I was ninth, and then uh, and then twenty third in FLW. So I've been doing. It's been okay. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping to at least squeak out another check in this one. Uh, you know, if not, win. Well, you know, I'm I've always been curious. Obviously, you catch more fish if you know what you're doing. But uh, on a scale, how much of it is dumb luck, and how much of it is only you know uh, ability? I mean, it's so much more ability. I mean, you could just take take today, for instance. We're out practicing, right? And the bite is pretty tough. 
so it's pretty tough to catch them. So, you know, what we're doing is we're dead sticking bait. So we're throwing baits up like up on a rock or up under a dock pile and basically letting it sit there for, you know, sometimes two or three minutes. Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of confidence to know that a fish is going to bite there. Because the, the other guy that doesn't know, that may not know, may just go down the bank and he may not even catch a fish, right? Yeah. When we could, you know, come in with a giant bag just because of the speed of the, the, the rate of speed that we're fishing. So what you do is you take an artificial frog, throw it up on land and let it sit there for a while. And then when you kind of you know, pop it into the water, the fish thinks it's a frog jumping in the water. That we do do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's not the case here. Like I said, it's tough. So we're fishing a little deeper and a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would, uh, you know, we could throw a frog up on the bank and get the bite that way. Because that is really a lot of fun when you, you know, when they do that. Mm-hmm. You know, bass kind of have this weird, weird sense. You can throw a, a bait through the air. And that fish can track that bait. I'm going to say five or ten feet, and then simultaneously hit that bait the same time the bait hits the water. Wow, it's pretty pretty cool Very to watch right. it. I mean, it's really hard to see. You have to have some clear water, but you'll throw it out there, and you'll watch this bass will track the bait through the air. When the bait hits the water, all of a sudden there's a fish on there. Yeah. You didn't even have a chance to even think yeah. before that fish hit it. Well, I imagine also is that. Uh, um, you know, the, a lot of it has to do with experience and, you know, setting the hook at the right time. Oh, sure, sure. You, got, you need, you know, and that's just something you learn over a over a period of time. You, know, mm-hmm. you miss enough of them, or you lose enough, or you know, you finally, finally, one day you kind of figure it out uh, after a while. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, from I'm, you know, I'm not really a bass angler, but I know that. Uh, you know, if you get a strike, you know you don't you don't wait around waiting for them to eat it. Exactly, because you know a bass when it bites a lure, it engulfs it, so it sucks it in, and if it doesn't like it, it can spit it out just as fast as it sucked it in. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times you can even get bit, and not never even know it, but you, you know you'll get a little bite, you'll see it ticking the line, and, and you need to set the hook pretty fast, or else that fish is just gonna spit it out, mm-hmm. and it was just another oh, oh I got a bite, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that's uh, and do you use uh, braided line? I yeah, I do use braided line. Um, you know, I mean, it depends on the technique. So uh, top water lures, I use braided line for uh, uh, punching real heavy, heavy cover. I use braided line. Uh, also on my spinning rods, I'll use braided line with a fluorocarbon leader. Yeah. Well, of course, the braided lines. Give, you know, they, they, there's no stretch. So when you set the hook, you know, it's it's very positive. Exactly, but braided line's not clear, so you know when you use it. I mean, you, like you said, clear like is not that clear, but you, know, you still need somewhat of a clear line when you're fishing here. Because mm-hmm. if you're using braid, say you're using a small finesse technique and you're using braid, I, I really think that fish can see it, and that'll uh, hinder your ability to catch them. Mm-hmm. So you use five feet or six feet of uh, floral. Yeah, carpet. you know, like uh, ten, um, you know, like ten, twelve feet of. Uh, of uh, leader on it. So, on a, like on a spinning rod, I want enough leaders that can get a wrap or two around the fish in the boat. Just for the simple fact that I don't want to fight the knot. Because that's, yeah. you know, the knot is always the weakest link to your line. So, if, you, if you're fighting the fish and you're fighting the knot, I mean, if the knot breaks, yeah. you lose the fish. So, I like to have a couple of wraps of the fluorocarbon around the reel when I'm, when I'm fighting that fish. Hmm. 
Yeah. Probably same thing on a fly rod. I, you know, I'm not a fly guy, but I can assume that, you know, if you're putting, a, you know, the, the tippet on there, that you want enough on there that when you're fighting a big fish, you have a couple of wraps on the reel. So you're not so you're not fighting that knot. I mean, even though you tie a good knot and it shouldn't have a problem, um, you know, that is the weakest link. Yeah, you always get caught on the tip sometimes and break a tip if you do too much. Oh, sure, sure. But uh, well, I, I tell you, the uh, um, I'm not that good at knots, and flying, tying floral to a braid, or tying braid to anything is is not that easy to do. And you, and uh, as I'll mention real quick, and I don't know if you've even heard about that, but uh, coming up in the next segment, uh, we're going to have uh, Joe Meyer from Berkeley Lines, and they've come out with a hollow core. Where you just kind of feed the line oh, nice. into it. You just kind of feed the line into it like a Chinese finger trap. Right, um, right. I, that I, works really good. Have you ever you ever seen that? You ever tried it? I have. I, I you know I've, I've seen that on the, the higher the higher pound test. Yeah, I don't right. Know if they do it for any of the lower tests, right or not? Yeah. But it, it but, it. but that is really slick. And then you'll have that knot, and right. then, you know, because the knot goes through the eyes, and sometimes it gets caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've, uh, you know, I've 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 lost some fish because of the knot that I tied, and boy, you really feel stupid when that happens. Hey, <laughs> We've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you break it up and the, and you look at the end of the line and yeah. have that little, little curl, curly, yeah, <laughs> you you know that you know that the knot wasn't good. Yeah, but uh, um, and the so the how long does the tournament season last for bass, uh, Mark? You know, it's it's pretty much twelve months. Um, uh, spring is the you know the best time or or the hottest time when most of the tournaments are. Then you know we have a few tournaments in the fall, and uh, a lot of times the championship. You know they'll have the, the regular master, tournaments yeah. early in the early in the year, and then going into the spring, and then okay. around the end of the year they'll have the championships. For the well, events. looks like we're about running out of time. But if anybody wants to learn something about bass fishing, now are you available online? I, you know what? We we are. You can go to uh, find out all about us on BassAnglerMag.com. There's a little subscribe button. You can mm-hmm. sign up, get the print magazine. Uh, you know, we also have an online and app version. Perfect. Bass Angler Mag. Great info. We're really all about how to. There you go. It's BassAnglerMag.com. Yes, sir. All right. I appreciate that. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Good luck in the tournament. Best wing shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 U.S. per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizzgear.com. That's support at thegrizzgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's I don't know how many times it hasn't been a lot, but all it takes is once on the on the right fish to really piss you off. Is uh, you're pulling on it, and in the, in the, and then all of a sudden it goes slack, and you got this little curly thing on the end of your line. And yep. It, <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that means? Yeah, not very happy. Not very happy. No, because obviously you didn't do it right. But uh, with that holocore, and you sent me some, I'm anxious to, you know, put it to some good use. We're going down to uh, uh, Frank and I, uh, Frank Selby, who is our co-host today from His and Hers Fly Shops. We're going down the end of the month to uh, Cabo San Lucas, and he's taking some fly rods down. And I'm going to take some of that uh, holocore down and see if we get a chance to pull on something big. Now, how small does that hollow core come? Because when we're talking to market bass angler, he goes, "Yeah, it's good stuff, but they don't usually they don't really make it for this uh, smaller test." Uh, ours starts at eighty pounds, mm-hmm. and so eighty, one thirty, one eighty, and uh, two twenty. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that gear that Frank has taken down with his fly rod, that we just about right. <laughs> He's got one thirty sounds good. Yeah. yeah, well, if you're going to try to hook into a big tuna, that's exactly what you're going to want, and that's typically where a lot of people use it. Yeah, 
Well, my problem is I'm not even sure if I want to hook into a big tune on a fly line. <laughs> You'd be hanging on for a long time there, <laughs> yeah. John. You know what I'm going to do is hand it to him and run no, to the bow. No, 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 no. I'll tell, you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. My kind of fishing is I'll be... Uh, um, I'm taking a nap in the in the V berth in the front of the yacht, you know, and then the the hostess comes up and said, "Excuse me, Mr. Hennigan, but you have a fish on." And I'll say, I'll say "What is it?" And she goes, "It's the tuna." And I'll say, "How big?" She goes, "It's about 200." And I says, "Now give it to somebody else." But <laughs> uh, on a fly rod, I, I don't know. Have you ever caught a big fish on a fly rod uh, prank? Yes, a uh, 450-pound blue marlin on Whoa. tuna, and I have caught some really big tuna, How long? but I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> well, how, how long does that take? I mean, it would take eight, ten uh, hours. Yeah. The, mar- the marlin took less than two and a half hours. Yeah. I would have had the record, but the kid deckhand Touch the line. raised the rod. And one on the other side. Um, oh, the boat so, was called the high hole. Oh, so and, because uh, he touched the rod, it didn't count. That's right. And guess oh. what? It accidentally—they got photographs of it. Uh, just an estimate. But yeah. when I seen that big gap coming out, I decided to fall backwards and break off. Oh. Oh my. Yeah, but uh, two and a half hours. Holy moly! Oh no, that's that's easy for you know for a marlin. That's that I mean your 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 hands still work at that. But after four hours, they get all crimped up and and uh, you know and you can't use them anymore. Oh but, man! Uh, so no, I enjoy you know big fish, but nah, <laughs> I let somebody else do it. Here, Dad can here, Dad can pull it in. <laughs> But uh, the and and you got also sent some of that uh, multicolored line. Uh, yeah, that you sent to me, and I need more of that. Ah, that is really cool stuff. It it, it definitely helps for those people looking at the depth, and especially out mm-hmm. in the open, in the deeper ocean stuff, where you yeah. want to know where you're at. Right. Is it is uh, I let somebody borrow it, the real, the, and they didn't give it back. So, but it, I, well, fortunately, I did get some on my reel before I gave it to them. Yeah, but, uh, it's was it every twenty feet it changes colors. Absolutely, that that one out there is every twenty feet. Mm-hmm. It's one of those lines that people look at and you go, yeah, I I don't see any need for it, mm-hmm. and you finally fish it and that light bulb goes off of, man, how did I fish without this? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, you know unless you got a line counter on your reel, uh, which nobody does. No, nope, not but, many. Yeah, but uh, you know you know if you catch a fish, you want to go back to the same depth. Yep, and that gets you if that's where the fish are suspended without that marking system mm-hmm. or a depth finder right where you are at. Mm-hmm. You're you're guessing back again there, and if you're twenty thirty feet off, hey, geez, I'm not catching any fish. If mm-hmm. you get the bait to where the fish are, your catch rate goes up immensely. Mm-hmm. As they go, well, how deep are you? Go, oh, I'm 30 poles. Well, <laughs> that's not a very accurate measurement. Yeah, no. No, I can't count 30 poles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, what other exciting stuff you got coming down the road for us? Well, I'll tell you, we've, uh, we came out this summer, and it's actually just as the first part of September gone live is uh, a product called Fireline Ultra 8. Uh, you know, we've had Fireline out since 1996, mm-hmm. 
And it's a it's a staple of the product, especially in the upper Midwest. Guys who love spinning rod and, and a lot of casting. It's very very tough and durable. Well, Fireline Ultra Eight would be the Cadillac version of of your standard Fireline. It's mm-hmm. it's smooth, and uh, and we run it through our abrasion test here. It's it's over four times more abrasion resistant. And mm. Fireline, as it sits compared to most products, is Again, that many more times more abrasion resistant. So this one's even four times more abrasion well, resistant. Well, tell our, tell our listeners what, what Fireline is. Fireline is, it's our proprietary process where we actually take the same superline base material, mm-hmm. and then we run it through our proprietary process. We call it it's a, a fusion process. But it, it makes all those little tiny loose filaments that make up most superlines that people are used to. Mm-hmm. And it makes it more feel like a one singular product. It acts more and more like a monofilament, and it actually has all those superline properties. Mm-hmm. Well, and but by doing that proprietary process, then the filaments themselves don't come apart and don't abrade as easy. Right. And it makes a little harder shell around the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll have a little more body uh, uh, compared to a standard loose, loose weaved uh, mm-hmm. uh, superline product. And in fact, and that's where obviously I'm from the upper Midwest, but I, I love that a little extra body because then I don't have what people have is mm-hmm. wind knots or manageability issues because it, it, right. it's got some structure and body to it. But for up here, we cast a lot of eight quarter mm-hmm. ounce, three eighths, half ounce jigs and, and lures like that with it. And man, the stuff just you know casts like a dream. And that's where Farline fit in at. Well, this okay. just took it to one step further. So now you have a, what you'd say is like a Chevrolet version, and now you got a Cadillac version. Well, a, a quick story. Uh, when the microbraid first came out, um, I was fishing in Alaska, and I actually had it loaded by a, a tackle shop, and the guy was supposed to know what he was doing, um, you know, because you got to put it on tight. Yep. And I was, I, I hooked into, oh, a huge uh, king salmon, and, you know, it started taking line. Um, and I don't know, I probably had 75 feet or something like that of uh, mono on it. And then when the mono ran out and got into the reel, all of that uh, uh, line had stacked up and dug into itself, and you couldn't, you couldn't get it free with a knife. So, you know, I tried to finesse it, get it back in and get it back out, and then it took another run and pop. But, uh, you know, the, the microfiber has come a long way since then. Like we say, yours is actually, it's, it's not, the original stuff was white and it was kind of flat. Yep. But, uh, and it would stack up on itself. But, yep, and that's exactly what that original stuff would do. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what you guys are making now, it's, 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 it's almost like mono. Only it's it's uh, what about ten percent uh, the diameter and, um, and and it's uh, there's there's no uh, um, uh, stretch. Yep. No. Yeah. No elongation to it, and that's mm-hmm. actually where you get the sensitivity, and mm-hmm. and that's what people actually love about it. Now you can feel your bites mm-hmm. out there at a distance because it's that much more sensitive. Mm-hmm. And that's what super lines give for you. It's that mm-hmm. sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And so the Fireline, what did you say, it's Fireline 5? Fireline Ultra 8. Ultra 8, okay. Yep. And that comes in all different sizes? Uh, yeah, it starts at, uh, goes 4, 6, 8, 10, 14, 20, and 30 pounds. Oh, okay, so that's mostly for freshwater. 
Oh, yep. But yeah. uh, either that or Dorado or something, I suppose, right? Absolutely. And uh, most people put on a spinning rod, uh, rod and reel combination. Mm-hmm. There'll be there'll be a lot of pen. I believe you'll have a lot of pen products out there. There'll, a lot of pen spinning reels will have that type of a product on it. Mm-hmm. And I've actually taken the 20 and 30, and actually I've used it on a bait caster, and I've been actually trolling for pike, and hmm. I've had really good luck with it in yeah. that type of an application as well. Right. Now, you got to remember, I'm in the upper Midwest, so I'm yeah. talking pike. I'm not talking <laughs> Dorados or sea bass or yeah, yeah. things that you guys would be used yeah. to. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, and that line will be out when? It is out. It just came out in the first part of September. Oh, perfect. So you can go to your local tackle shop, or, yeah. you, or I imagine you can probably go online and find it, too. Yep, absolutely online. Surprisingly, these days, uh, more of that stuff that you might have not been able to find at a local tackle store, you look on online mm-hmm. and... Shoot, Amazon has that stuff. Uh, Tackle Warehouse is a good place for a lot of that type of a product. Well, Frank Frank has his and hers fly shop, so he just oh, assume, he just assumed you go there. There we go. Let's yeah, go to Frank's. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What part of the Midwest are you fishing, Northern Pike? What area? Uh, I live in the north part of uh, northern part of Iowa. Okay. okay. So in, in the lake by us, which is okay. about 130-some foot deep, well, we've, we've got a lot of pike. It looks, guys, looks like we're about uh, looks like we're about out. And if you want to go online, should you just go to Berkeley or just type in? Well, of course, nowadays, you can just type in whatever you want, and it'll come up. Yeah, berkeley-tackle.com is there you go. typically a good spot to get it. Okay. Well, we appreciate it, and I'll be in touch. i got to take some line down to Mexico with me. There you go. All righty. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate that. And you're listening to Fish on Talk radio and we'll be back with you momentarily It's time to enjoy the biggest Southern California reservoir located in Hemet just 90 minutes from Los Angeles and San Diego. Getting away from the summer heat, fall and winter bring ideal fishing weather. World renowned for its black bass fishing, also home to the bluegill and red ear sunfish, rainbow trout, and both blue and channel catfish. Bring your boat or rent one of ours. Tell them John Hennigan sent you and they'll give you a special gift on California parks. Visit dvmarina.com. That's dvmarina.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back motor trend truck of the year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is... 
is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and what a fun time we're having today, right, Frank? Yes, we are. It's uh, Frank We've is, got some great guests. It's his and hers fly shops, and uh, is uh, him and his wife are the excuse me the proprietors. Um, we have on the line with us now Joe Meyer. No, that's not. That was last segment. We've got Dave Jacobs. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at my sheet. Dave Jacobs is, uh, I'll let you probably explain to yourself, but he's one of the foremost salmon uh, uh, guides in Northern California. But, uh, Dave, Dave, why don't you give us an idea about uh, what you do, where you do it, and what's happening up there now? Absolutely. Thank you very much for that. You're very kind. Yeah, we're up in Northern California in the Southern Oregon border. Uh, we, we mainly go after the Sacramento River fishery, which is the Sacramento River, the Feather River, the American River, which are all north of the city of Sacramento. Uh, we have a tremendous uh, salmon run up here on the Sacramento and Feather River. We also have a really strong run on the Trinity and Klamath system, which is just south of the Oregon border. So um, our fishery uh, typically is six months on for king salmon and six months off. And right now we're right in the middle of a red-hot salmon bite that's uh, the fall salmon spawn. And then we have our late fall kings that are getting ready to enter the rivers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hey, right around Halloween is a really good time. Now, the only the only salmon that you get in the river is the, is the kings, right? That's correct. We do okay. we, in California. We we predominantly have all Chinook king salmon. Uh, as you head up into Oregon, you start to see some more of the silvers. Uh, the cohos. Yeah, you'll see cohos or silvers, but they are protected uh, in in California. But we do have some here. But we have a lot of king salmon. They do a, a really nice job at the hatcheries of maintaining the. Uh, the stock of king salmon for the uh, ocean abundance numbers and mm-hmm. for the river fishermen. Uh, uh, last week or the week before, we had a uh, uh, someone that works, you know, for I guess it's federal fishing game, and they're talking about the, the, the hatcheries, you know, and you know the the amount of fish that they release are in the millions. 
Yeah, we do. Our our federal hatchery, which is just just down the road from my home, is uh, Coleman National Fish Hatchery. They do 13 million salmon smolts every year. So they Whoa. raise 13 And then they release, you know, on good wet years, we'll release all 13 million baby salmon right into the river. Wow. And then they're... They'll work their way all the way down the 160 to 200 miles of, of river and smell every tributary and creek that comes in, and they'll imprint. And then they'll go out to sea for two, three, or four years, and then they'll return right up the same river to where they were hatched at the hatchery. So that's how it works. You know, the hatchery produces $13 million and their average return... And, you know, this sounds worse than it really is, but this is the number. It's from, from, from the smoke size... It's a 1% return rate. So <laughs> yeah. if they do 13 million, they have to get 130,000 adults back into the river. It, is that because the other fish eat them? Well, you have predatory fish, you got predatory birds, you got fishermen, you got commercial fishermen. Uh, you have uh, a lot of predatory animals like sea lions. You know, there's all kinds of things that are involved in this, but 130,000 adult male and female. Chinook salmon will really give you the egg stock. You know, that's plenty of fish for river fishermen and mm-hmm. for the hatchery to get all the eggs that they need to make another $13 million. Wow. And something else that he was on, he mentioned, I thought all hatchery fish, they clip the fins. But, you know, when you're dealing in $13 million, you know, apparently they only clip maybe 25% of them. They do do 25%, and they do do the head check. So when I'm out salmon fishing, like today, we got eight king salmon, all adults, and five of the eight fish were fin clipped. So they had their fin clipped. Uh, the fish hatchery will take these heads, and they have a wire-coated tag in their nose. So they do mm. 25%, and they put a wire-coated tag in the baby's nose that they can read as they grow up, and they can tell when they were born and where they were hatched out of. And it's very expensive, so they can only do 25%. And statistically speaking, you know, they, they're pretty sharp with their mathematics, the way they do the, the statistics. So they do 25% fin clips, 75% are non-fin clips. Mm-hmm. And they know that, and they figure all that into their equation. And how, how big is a smelt when they release it? Um, I want to say they're probably, you know, more like three and a half, four inches long. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes the smaller ones might be only three inches. So uh, they're they're pretty pretty hardy inside. They're not real small like uh, like you would think like a fry. Mm-hmm. You know, fry are pretty small. You know, maybe an inch or smaller. These right. are these are these look like small. These are small sized fish. That uh, I would say probably the ones I see are are, are hardy looking size like three 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 and a half inches long. And how long does it take the eggs to reach that? You know, they bring those fish in, like, in the fall. Like, right now in October, they're mm-hmm. going to start pulling eggs. And these eggs will get milk, and uh, they'll get uh, hatched out. And probably um, they'll be ready uh, for their release. You know, the release time on the smolt are in April. Oh, okay. So April's month. So what they get in the fall in October, their release In the spring. Smolt. Yeah. Mm-hmm will be the springtime and then they move their way downstream now i know from being a striper fishing guide as well in april you know i fish about 60 70 miles down river from the hatchery so when they do release i usually see those fish come through in about nine to eleven days mm-hmm. so nine to eleven days you know they'll move 70 miles down the river and yeah. depends on flow you know if they have a really high 
slow from the winter runoff. Uh, they'll make it down even faster. But uh, releasing them in the river is the best way to get them to return. You know, they do try to truck them during the drought, and we have some straying issues. You know, a lot of fish will stray, and that's to be uh, understood, you know, and, and dealt with. You know, they do know that, and uh, some years we have very, very dry. You know, we just got over that really bad drought, and that was hard on the dam. So they did some trucking. But uh, a lot of fish make it to the ocean, but uh, not all of them make it back to the, yeah. where they're the hatchery. Yeah. And the other good news is we have a lot of jacks back this year, guys. In the Sacramento River, we have a river-wide run of jack salmon, which is your, your small, small, small males that mm-hmm. return a year early. That means their two, two-year-old brothers and sisters are going to stay out to sea one year longer, and they're going to come back as nice you know, 18 to 22 pound, three-year-old returning kings next year. We're going to have a great mm-hmm. salmon run next year, it looks like, with all wow. the jacks that came back this year. Wow. But, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I live in Santa Barbara, and sometimes we get salmon coming down that they don't usually come any farther than this, and this is kind of sure. like the end of the run. But I understand those are coming out of the Sacramento River. Very possible. You know, they they do uh, move up and down the coast, north and south, and then they all congregate back and get, get they, they really follow the feed and the water temperatures. You know, they're looking for sardines and krill. They love mm-hmm. anchovies, sardines, and krill, and they can't get enough of it. And when, mm-hmm. when they find that, they engorge themselves because King Salmon, when they commit back to the freshwater from their ocean life, they lose their stomach. They don't have a stomach they don't eat anymore, so they live off oh. of their body fat stored, as well. So stored energy, really yeah. stored up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they get big and fat and then they enter the fresh water and then that's why the salmon that's why the salmon die when they spawn, guys, is because they're at the end of their life. They've been in mm-hmm. the river for two, two and a half months and they basically just have starved themselves to death. Mm-hmm. But uh, they they will stay on those reds till the very dying end. I watched it in the creek there at Battle Creek, those males and females, when they get on that red, they'll lay those eggs, and they, they will not leave those eggs until they hatch out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite way of fishing salmon when you have clients? You know, my I really have two two favorites, and they're, they're, I, I use them a lot. I love back bouncing or suspending row, sam- cured salmon row, and that's really an important part of the fishing game in the river. You need a your guide really needs to not only know what fish are, but he needs to have really good top quality row, top quality bait cured, that's fresh, that the salmon are going to bite. And the other the other technique is is really really exciting, and I've done it with John Hennigan before. Is back bouncing sardine wrap quick fish or flatfish lures. These are large lures, you know, six and a half, seven and a half inches long. We, we strap a uh, sardine fillet on the underbelly and tie it on with uh, with uh, clear thread. Mm-hmm. And when, it, when a 35 or 45 pound king salmon grabs a hold of that lure, you really know something. <laughs> yeah. after your you think well, you have a freight train? Yeah, well, I always said the bigger the lure, the bigger the fish. But uh, now, do you, do you use Procure and do your own and cure your own eggs? I have been curing my own eggs. I've used lots of cures. I've had, and I, and I try to to be honest with people. I've had lots of people try to sponsor me and do this pro cure. Um, you know, I've been been with Potskis. I've seen a lot of different cures out there, and they're all very good cures. But the the top 
So hands down for for all around salmon fishing is uh, has been so back has been the the pro blow. Pro yeah. blow is mm-hmm. the number one Sacramento yeah. Valley. It, sound, it sounds like you're out on the water, uh, Dave. Actually, we, we just started getting off the water. I just laid up the, the boat limit of eight salmon, and I'm taking a break here to, wow. to come on the show live with what, you. Fantastic. What is it, two apiece? You're allowed two salmon in California up here per person. Yes, mm-hmm. two salmon per person, and we do a four-person per day trip. So right. Four, four, four anglers on the boat. Right. Well, man, i gotta get I got to get up there. Got to get up there, especially with the success that you've been having. So better great, do it quick. Great. Okay. So what size were they running today? Okay. Today we had, you know, today was was more of a, I would say, our average fish today uh, in the medium range was 16 to 19 pounds. Awesome. Our larger. Okay. Yeah, our larger right. salmon. Were- Guys, we're uh, we're running out. The you know, it's it's automatically stops as you're listening to uh, Fish Talk Hunt Radio. Dave, thank you very much. I can't anxious to get up there and see you. You're welcome, guys. Ready. Thank Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today.
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we have on the line with us, we have Frank Selby from his and hers fly shop. And we've just been, gosh, we've been talking to, just with Dave Jacobs about the wide open king salmon bite in Northern California. Got some great information from uh, Joe Meyer from Berkeley Lines. And then, of course, we had uh, editor of Bass Angler Magazine on. So we got it pretty well covered. But his and hers fly shops, Frank hasn't had a whole lot of time to uh, to talk to us a little bit. But we're heading down to uh, Cabo at the end of the month, and he wants to take a couple of fly rods. And he's, uh, he's adamant that uh, he's going to put me on uh, uh, on some big fish on a fly. If I don't, I'm not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, they got to be there. Yeah. And, uh, well, we have to ask what's around. That way we'll know which flies to use. There you go. The and, best thing you can do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, one of the things I'll just mention real quick, when you go down, a lot of times the captain, being polite, will say, well, what do you want to catch? Mm-hmm. Um and people go, oh, I want to catch a rattle, or I want to catch a marlin, or I want to catch a tuna. Well, it could be that there's none around that day. So the best thing to do is say, I want to catch fish. But uh, turn her turn her mic on. Yeah. But uh, uh, anyway, um, you know what my favorite fish to catch down in Mexico? What's that? Big white fish on the plot. White fish? Yeah. What the heck is I that? like to eat I like to eat them. White fish in Mexico? What the heck is yeah. that? It looks like a croaker usually on down oh. by Pekin, okay. down through okay. there. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, that's it. Yeah, they that's commercial a, them. Yeah, that's in, in northern Baja. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, Jenny's in studio with us, and uh, it's going to be the three of us going down. So um, I want to give, open her microphone in case she wants to say hi and ask you any questions. Sure. Who am I saying hi to? Frank. Me. Hi, Frank. Hi, how's it going? Jenny, are, are you we gonna, ready? Are you going to go on the boat with us? What are you going to do, leaving on the shore, waving goodbye to you? <laughs> God, what kind of trip is that? Yeah. Well, last time, last time we went down, um, you know, she caught the first and the biggest. And, you know, unfortunately, we were in a super ponga, and I wasn't paying attention, and uh, we hit a wave or something, and I, I fell back and landed on her lap. But uh, That was okay, except he skinned it. Skinned an arm. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. But uh, anyway, but I don't you think... had a soft landing most of it. Yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, but he did. <laughs> but uh, no, we're anxious to anxious to get down there. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, we'll we'll see. And and again, you know, if you're fishing, you know, you can do some shore fishing, but you have to be able to in, be in the right place and be able to throw it. So in in a boat. Um, 
again, I mean, I've done some down there, but for smaller fish. And, of course, you know, if you get a chance to get a Brewster, that's the that's the thing that everybody wants. Oh, yes. But, uh, uh, you can do little roll casts really easy mm-hmm. and get about 30 feet with yeah. just one slow roll cast and just let go of the line and mm-hmm. just block. Mm-hmm. I'll show you all them tricks. There you go. I've there taught at the shows for over 50 years. So yeah. I shouldn't have said that. Well, you're not, you're not supposed to troll a... a uh, uh, a fly line, but you know you can you can put a teaser in the water, uh, and then when a rooster or another fish is coming up after it, you just take the boat out of gear and throw your fly line out, and that's perfectly legal. There's some guys down there trolling fly rods now, quite a few of them. Yeah, but uh, it works. It works. It, I don't I don't think I really want a 300 pound uh, fish on a fly rod. If it happens, I'll let you or Jenny bring it in. Anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, Frank, we're out of here. I'm looking forward. We'll be talking to you real soon. Okay. Yeah, go, go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you want. You might learn something new or might have uh, missed something. Boop. Thanks for tuning in.